Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to Happier Here, a podcast with Lauren Berger. I'm your host, Lauren, and welcome to episode nine, y'all. Again, I am just so thankful for each and every one of y'all, for your support, for your love. I'm just so excited to see this community continue to grow. But y'all, I'm excited for today's guest. We have Henny on the pod today, y'all. Joseph Harrison, also known as Henny, is from New York and has been living in Jersey for the past eight years. He is one of six kids and also the youngest. He worked in finance and banking up until he developed an unexpected talent for the camera. This talent has led him to pursue in an industry he never imagined, and because he developed this talent and voice he didn't know he had, he's been able to make people laugh, create relatable content for his peers, and spread love to all those around him. In addition to being a full-time content creator and influencer, he has become a working actor and is working on perfecting that craft. Y'all, I am super duper excited for y'all to meet Henny today. We talk about some deep stuff. We go far beyond content creation, influencing, and we talk about some really personal topics. So I'm really, really excited for y'all to meet Henny. And without further ado, let's just get into it. I'm so happy that you're here today. Um, Why don't we just start by you telling us who you are, what you do, and we'll just go from there. Uh, appreciate you. First of all, thank you for having me here. I mean, it's a it's a blessing and an honor to be on your podcast. You know, um, congratulations on the launch of it for one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm Henny. You know, uh, real name is Joe. You know, but everybody knows me as Henny. And I actually almost uh, I, I told somebody the other day I feel like I should legally change my name because I've been called Henny for like two years now. I feel like you should. When I found out your name was Joe, I was like, who is Joe? And I'm never calling him that. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I, You know, Henny's always been, I'll get into into where Henny came from in a minute. But um, so, yeah, Henny, I mean, I'm from New York. I lived in Jersey now eight years. Um, back in July was my eighth year here, uh, fresh out of college. And um, uh, born and raised in New York, uh, one of six kids, um, all, you know, literally from all shades, which I'm sure we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do, I mean, you can call me the public figure. I do everything. I mean, I, I mainly content creation and acting. Um, do a little. I've done a little bit of modeling in the past. I've actually just had a conversation the other day about maybe getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I make appearances here and there and and literally just, you know, I, I do me. I just I try to be as busy as I can be and do everything and have my hand in everything that I can have my hand in, yeah. you know, and, and just be put in positions all over the place. That's what's up. That's awesome. And did you always knew like you wanted to get into content creation or did it just like happen naturally? Nah, it just, it's, it's, it's funny because, um, like as a kid or growing up, like I always loved being in front of the camera. Like Mm -hmm. I always had fun and I was always told that I was a natural, whether I was striking a pose for a photo or I was just being goofy and funny. Um, it just came off natural, but I never, I never took it serious. I never, like, I think I did one model photo shoot for back in college in like a suit and some urban wear mm-hmm. for like a for like somebody one of my one of my uh friends had a project because she was doing like photography and stuff and she even was like you know and then she was a student but she was like you're just a natural you should do it and I was like yeah, I just never took it I just never took it seriously yeah so you know I, I just did my thing I went to school graduated college I moved to Jersey um and then I just started working job just a regular job you know and um nine to five and then got into the auto and finance business and got into the banking business kind of became corporate level type uh and that's just what I was doing that was my life you know I had a good job making good money taking care of my family um traveling all types of things and then uh COVID happened yeah you know and I hate I don't even want to I don't even want to use that as an excuse because it's really not. If we're mm-hmm. being, if I'm being completely honest, I left the whole corporate world and job side of things pre-pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. about a, the end of 2019. Um, and I didn't even start this whole content creation until 2020. Okay. So I say like COVID happened, but it's not really the real reason. 
Mm-hmm. So I never knew I wanted to do content creation until I did it. Yeah. And then it became real for me when I developed a voice and found out that I had a voice that I could actually use my platform for other than just posting funny videos and just being me, you know, yeah. and next thing you know, a year or two years into it, it's just led to so many different opportunities and connections and friends and just everything. And now, not only am I a natural, I love it, you know, so I treat it as, a, as an unexpected talent I never knew I had. Yeah, yeah. Well, if y'all haven't checked out Honey's TikTok, y'all need to. I mean, a lot of your content is centered around your identity as being biracial. And it's a love-hate relationship with TikTok. You know, you got some haters out there, some crazy people in the comments. But tell me a little bit about your experience, like being on TikTok with the kind of content that you create. Like, just give us the whole rundown. Yeah, so I mean, I might as well start with the beginning, you yeah. know, um, like I said, I started in December of 2020. So obviously, well into the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, you know, everybody was doing it March and April when the pandemic started. And I was just like, I let the media take away, you know, have a, I let the media decide for me why I should or should not get on TikTok because there was all the negative energy around it. There was all yeah. the whole craziness. And I was like, how do I want to get involved? And then I was sent a video uh, that I wanted to recreate um, involving two drinks, uh, one being liquor and one being, or both liquor, one being Henny, one being wine. Mm-hmm. And I thought the only way you had to recreate the video was with TikTok. So that's why I got on TikTok and I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, all right, well, I'm here. I might as well make a couple of videos. Right. So I make a couple of videos, you know, I make a video about my love for Hennessy, you uh-huh. know, uh, hence why my name is Henny. And someone uh, hit me with a comment that said, you look like you grew up with a black family. And so I responded to that with a video, which I found out you can do. That's because I'm half black. And like the rest is history. Like that's literally, that's literally it, you know, like. That's just it. That video went viral night, million, 1.2 view, million views or whatever. And it was just like, what, what the fuck just, what the fuck just happened? Right. You know? Right. Um, so that was the start of it. And I was like, yo, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I've never been in this position before where I have so many eyes on me, so much attention, so right. much hate, so much hate. Like growing up as a biracial kid, you know, I had, I've been hated on since I was, since I was a kid, you right. know, since I was young school, you know, I, yo, kids can be brutal, bro. Like brutal. they can just like, like they could be just brutal, you uh-huh. know, I'm gonna leave it at that. But like, in other words, like I've grown up with it and I've, and I've been around it my whole life, but it's just another level on social media when it's yeah. coming from every angle around the world, because yeah. that's just what happened in a matter of hours you know and so my experience on the platform has been dealing with that you know what I mean like I thought I knew what hate was Mm -hmm. as a kid as a teenager and as a as an adult but nah that TikTok is just a whole new level you know and so of obviously amongst the hate there comes a lot of love too you know and I have to remember that and sometimes more love than hate but that love that peaks through is what keeps me going it's what keeps me you know hitting the platform hitting the ground running and just taking that 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 hate like you know like taking that on the chin and moving on because I know there's people out there that count on me and depend on my voice and I'm gonna keep giving them that so um that's kind of a long answer on my on the whole TikTok thing but you know it's it's been the same like it's been the same over that since that time frame with the hate and the comments and and just when you thought you've heard it all, I, you know, I see something every day that's like, oh, that's a new one. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't heard yeah. that before. Uh-huh. It all, but yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I look through your comments and like the things that people say, like, it's it's wild. I'm like, people have some balls when you're hiding behind the screen. Like you said, like growing up, kids can be brutal and they can say some things, but I'm like, they are different on the internet. Like it's something crazy. Like, how do you, like, I know, like you said, like, you know, there's love and that peeks through and it helps, you know, kind of dim down the hate, but like, how do you like 
navigate that? Like waking up every day, looking at comments of people just like coming for your neck. Like, how do you even, I don't know, like on the mental, like, I don't know me as a therapist, like, I'm just thinking like, how does that affect your mental state? You know, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I I use the advantage of, of hearing it my whole life to where it's like a normal for me. And, you know, I've said that to people before where I'm like, I'm used to it kind of thing. And they're like, that still doesn't make it okay. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it doesn't. But when you hear, like, you can only, you can say the same thing so many different ways that it, but it's still the same thing. So like, no matter how you say it to me, it's the same thing that I've heard for the last 30 years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, but there is like, it's like a, it's like a, it's a cycle. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe three months into it or four months into it, this is, and this is how crazy, this is how fast, like I, I got a manager like, like that social yeah. media manager helped me because things were just taken off out of nowhere and I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I'd say like three or four months in, um, I got in that, to that like TikTok hole where I was deep in the comments. Yeah. And I remember saying, I'm done with this. Why do I put up with this? I'm not doing this. And long story short, you know, I she got on the phone with her and she brought me back down to earth. It's like, yeah. okay, calm down. It's like, it's just, it's just social media. Like you said, it's a screen. It's like people that you'll never even see. Right. right. And you got to remember like who you're doing it for. And she was right. And literally back on the app the next day. Right. But I've noticed since then, there's been like three times where that's happened. Mm-hmm. So in other words, like, there's always that time where I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just like you get to a breaking point. Yeah. And I feel like how I handle it is that I've, I've said this book to people before too. Like, if you ain't paying my bills, right. If you ain't, if you ain't physically assaulting me, like if you ain't in my circle about to throw hands, like right. no matter what you say, like, yeah, it's going to be hurtful, but it's not going to stop me from doing my thing. Cause if I let you get in my head, like I do those three other times, like right, right. I can't operate today. My day is shot. My week is shot. My year is shot. And like half the battle is knowing the hate's going to come. The hate's never going to end. Right. No right. What? No matter how old I am, no matter what color I look like, the hate's never going to end. It never going to end. It's not, it doesn't end for a lot of people. I'm not the only one. Right. And um, like I tell people, as long as we all come together, we, we can at least lessen the hate. Yeah. But it's never going to end. And I think that's half the battle. No one in expecting it is half the battle. And that's how I get through it. Like, I know I'm going to go on my TikTok right now or IG because it, after a while, has finally got over to Instagram. I tried to keep it separate for the longest. It just didn't work. Yeah. Um, I know I can go on there right now and within five seconds, see some crazy negative things that people would be like, like you said, like, yo, you got balls. How are you going to say that to just some person you've never even met before? Right. You know, but that's how I deal with it. You know, there's multiple things that go along with that. That's how I deal with it. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. You better than me. I think I would break down. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for real. I mean, the number one question has has become how do you deal with it? You know, yeah. how do you how do you keep going? Like, how do you just turn it off and don't even pay attention? It's like, First of all, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, leaders in this industry and I'll say entertainment industry, because that's I mean, when you talk about content and acting and modeling in public, that's just what it is. Um, athletes as well. I'll say that. But there's a lot of them that I've listened to that I look up to that, you know, you listen, you take little gems because they they deal with the same thing. The diversity and hate, you know, and you're further along than other people. And that's number one reason why they're going to hate you. So. Yeah. I take a lot of things I can from people on how to, uh, uh, that's going to help me navigate it. You know what I mean? But that message that I get from a mom or an aunt or a grandma or a granddad or a dad, any, like anybody that's got little kids that are going to potentially, not potentially, that are going to go through what I went through. Like when yeah. They reach out to me and their response is either A, thank you, because now I know what my kids can expect and I know how they can maneuver and handle it. Or the second response is a question with how they can handle it or what to expect. Like, like when I get that message, you can say everything you want. It's hateful. Don't matter. Yeah. Don't matter. And that's when I got to keep, I just got to keep remembering that there's people out there that, that 
that that I don't want to say depend on me, but like I know I can help them. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how I deal with it. Yeah, definitely. That that's amazing. And like you said, there are so many young kids that are gonna potentially see your your content and that are going to be going through the same thing. And like, I mean, I remember growing up too, like you feel so alone, especially like being biracial. Um, I feel like you're just like stuck in this place and you just don't really know where to go. And so having like so many content creators now coming out and like sharing their stories of like being biracial and like how they've handled it. Like, I feel like the community is definitely growing. Um, There's not enough of it, you know, and mm-hmm. and people may be they may be scared to accept it. They may be because they don't want to deal with like what I go through or what I hear or or they don't know how to talk about be like, in other words, they don't have their voice. Like, that's why I want the community to come together is like give people who like me, like you said, when you were kids, you didn't you, you didn't know where you fit in. You don't know who's going to like you, who's going to hate you. And, and it shouldn't be like that. Like. Right. You should know who you could talk to and who like and just come together and, and just have that voice and feel comfortable owning up to yep. me, you you know like I'm 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 perfectly comfortable claiming both because that's what I am yeah you know and I love how people try to tell me I'm trying to claim one more than the other or only one and I'm like right. no you clearly just haven't seen my content because right. you saw one video and that's what you got from it but if you go back to two years worth of content you'll see that I claim both. Right. But at the end of the day, like I love how the community comes together and then there just needs to be more of it so people can know that they got other people out there that are just like them. Because When I was a kid, I thought I was the only one of my kind. Yeah. And that's what made it tough because I was like, oh, I'm the only one. Ain't nobody like me. And then as I got older, I'm like, shit. Damn, that good, that good, that dude that's ten feet from me is literally just like me. Like his mom is just like mine, and my mom, his dad, and my dad, and his dad is just like my dad. Like. Yo, we, we, we not, I'm not alone. And that's what I want is to know, you know, is they're not alone. Yeah. Uh, We need it. We definitely need it. Um, You had said something. I'm trying to think of the direct quote that you said, like people don't really like know who you are. Like they just see like the content on TikTok, but don't really know like your full like story and all of that. Like if there was one thing that you could like share with like, especially your audience on TikTok, I know like Instagram, the haters are slowly, slowly starting to creep over there too. But like on TikTok, like what would be one thing like you would want people to know about you? Oh man. <laughs> or one, or one part of your story that you're like, man, if people just knew this, like maybe they would just shut the hell up. Like um... it's a deep question. I know. But just it's a deep mind. question and it's crazy because it's like there's so much and it's like just one you know what I mean but like or like if you want to share it, like a portion of your story that you feel like kind of embodies like this is who Henny is like y'all see a five ten second video of me but like this is who I am you know man I would say yeah like I'll, the, I'll answer that but if you want to know why like man just just hang out with me like literally just yo let's go get some drinks let's go to a bowling alley let's go to a club like just literally socialize with me and you're gonna love me i'm not even like i'm gonna be i'm being a honey like i'm a personable person right like if you don't like me i'm like what did i do wrong right 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 like what did i do wrong for you not to like me so it's like no just literally hang out with me for for 10 minutes and i promise me you'll love me but but anyway but like but but if i wanted people to know one thing man man oh man part of my story i would want them to know is my so as a kid i'll just say this my dad wasn't around until i was like late teenager Mm -hmm. and my mom is obviously white for those who don't know yeah my mom is white Mm -hmm. right so you know like if you knew that my dad wasn't around Mm -hmm. your perception of me would probably be well he's probably just gonna be he's just with his white mom he's probably just gonna grow up to act white or be white or whether i don't even know what acting white is but like that's just what people are gonna say right so like if my dad wasn't around especially just not to even like teach me certain things or show me certain things who my dad is obviously black one. Mm-hmm. Like why, like 
what you're trying to say, I'm what I'm trying to say is like I'm you think I'm still claiming something. Like, why would I claim that if he wasn't around to teach me or show me that? Like, because the whole perception is like, well, you're what, what you're taught and who you're around, like that's what you like, nah. Yeah. So like I grew up with my mom's and I still claim both. And how I talk and how I walk and how I dress is how I walk and how I talk and how I dress. Like, that's not me trying to put on a front. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if someone was raised with just their black dad and I talked like this, it'd be okay. Mm. Like, that's the problem with the society we live in. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying, like, it'd be okay. I'm saying, like, it in their mind, they're like, oh, it's okay. Right. But it's not okay. Just, you know what I'm saying? So, like, know that part. Like, does it make sense to you that I'm claiming something that this is the perception of, of, of society is that I would only be claiming it because that's who my dad is and that's who taught me and that's who raised me. Yeah. We're like, if we're being real. Like, he ain't coming to the pit until I was 14, 15. Right, right. So crazy that you asked that question because it's so deep that I've actually never said that before. Like, I've never, I've never put that out into the open because yeah. I've never had to think about it. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's that gem right there. I'm dropping that gem. Look at that. Just <laughs> dropping gems. I love it. No, it, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I hate saying the term acting white. Cause I don't know what it means to act a color, but like, yeah, I mean, if you're raised by your white parent, people would assume that you would act white or what society views as a white individual um and so for you to and but then that's the thing too like so the way that you dress walk talk that's acting black like what does it mean to act black like it's just all of these I don't know like our society is so weird it just does not make sense to me I don't know where where all of this came from I don't know where it came from I literally it's just uh it's just another way to shed the hate and the negativity. Like th at that yeah. point, it's not even hate. Like saying somebody's acting a certain way, like that's not hate. That's just judgment. That's just negativity. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, it just makes me think of a video I put out mad long ago where I was like, yo, like a white dude can wear Jordans and chains and a yeah. hoodie and a, and a hat backwards and a black man can wear a full suit. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You yeah. know, but like if he wears a full suit and quote unquote talks proper, is he acting white? Right. You're not going to say that to him. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know where it came from. Yeah. But I, I do know. know one. I do know one thing. It's dumb as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's stupid as hell. Dumb as hell. Stupid as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. But then I also think too, like, okay, let's say you were acting white. You decided to embrace your white side. Then people would have something to say about you not embracing your black side. It's like you can never freaking win with these people, ever. You know, I say that all the time. You know, like every like a lot. I say a lot of us or all of us. I say us, meaning like who you know the biracials or the lighter skinned ones are like we all know that we've all felt that. Yeah. But damn, if you do, you damn if you don't. You know what I mean? Like. I, I put up a vid the other day, which has since been taken down, TikTok, again, um, which is funny because it got restored and now it's taken down again, mm -hmm. whatever. It, that's that's another conversation. But because it's not, I'll say this, it's not just the, it's not just the users on the app that hate on the creators. Hello. TikTok like, does not like to promote black creators or creators the, of color at the, all. It's the own, it's the, it's the platform itself, TikTok. Mm -hmm. So like, we can get into that. But anyway, like I had a vid, you know, and it's like, if, if like you were shade darker than me, right? If yeah. you did that video, it would not be a problem. Mm -hmm. Yep. But if you didn't do the video, they'd be like, why you ain't, why you ain't talking? Like, why you ain't repping that? Why you should rep that? You should be happy. You should be proud to claim that. Yep. Like, yep. How does that make sense? My God, like it don't. It don't. It's it's wild. I don't know. I try to I try to understand it. I really do. But at some point I just gotta chop it up to these people are just stupid and people don't know what the hell they talk about half the time. So we just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> oh my lord. Well, honey. I'm like, what else, what else do we need to get into? I feel like you have so much about you. There's like so many things I just want to know. I have like 
so many questions. I just don't even know where to ask. So before I go into my a million questions, is there anything else that you want to share with the people? Any other gems that you want to drop with us before I go into like the millions of questions I have? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shit, there's so many gems. Um, First of all, just I mean, like a little motivation for people, you know, and people hear this all the time. Like, it's never too late. You know what I mean? Like, it's never too late no matter what it is in life that you're searching for or looking for or trying to do, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a certain career, a certain job, a certain person you want to be with, a certain car you want to get, a certain place you want to live or travel, like it's never too late, right? Like I'm in this industry now. And if you would have asked me five years ago, if I could get into the industry at this age, I would have been like, nah, I'll be too old by then. But like, yo, people, can get in this industry 20 years from my age now like it's it don't matter like really it just doesn't matter so for anyone listen it's just never too late whether you want to chase a certain career whether you want to start school at time maybe you never went to college and you're 40 but you want to go to still not too late you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i'm gonna drop that gem and that's cliche as hell but it really is the truest shit ever like people people hear people say it all the time they're like well if everybody says that but like i'm a living example of that so i'm gonna tell people that it's right. not too late right you know what i mean so there's that little gym um, i like how i'm like dropping like you dropping gym. it like they can see you it's like the little hand movement y'all <laughs> <laughs> hey it's okay like if you're feeling this you're gonna be able to picture it in your head and if i can they visualize that picture, it <laughs> yeah um man i just listen i, I work hard I want people to know that everything I wake up um, with one priority on my mind and that is to actually two. it's still one, but I'm a, I'm gonna make it to one is to just make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Like literally make whether make you laugh in some way, shape or form, whether it's a video I do, whether it's a comment, I say, whether it's you watch me doing live somewhere wherever I do a live and I say some, some wild or do some wild shit, if I made you laugh, then I did my job. Yeah. But the second part of that is, is literally just help people. Like I wake up thinking, how can I, how can I help or inspire someone today? Does that mean I reach out and just say, how you doing? Yeah. Does that mean I, I, I take extra time to respond to people because that can get crazy where I just, it's just it's tough to do but take that extra time to respond to the people because I love doing that because mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for y'all so I could the least I could do is say what's up back yeah maybe we don't have a crazy conversation and I know your name and where you live but I can at least say what's up back I see you yeah. you know what I mean so I wake up knowing and wanting to do not know I want to do that you know and I want people to know I'm not just out here for the clout like they say I am <laughs> because who does that who does that right lanes lanes who does that like <laughs> i'm doing this for clout i'm doing this for that little kid that's about to be in kindergarten right right so, those are my two gems man and yeah i love it just dropping so much love i love it i love it um <laughs> okay all right so honey i feel like you know by seeing your page um, you can tell your supporter BLM, LGBTQ plus, women's rights. Like, Henny oh, is just yeah. an activist, y'all. He's out here doing it. I'm out here. I'm out here. Cover of the Chicago newspaper at the March of DC in August last year. Oh yeah, that's how we out here. We out here. He outside, okay. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that you do talk about on your page that I feel like you haven't gone too in depth or maybe just I haven't seen because you know I'm a new follower and stuff um but you talk a lot about uh the National Down Syndrome Society and I feel like there's a story behind that and I kind of want to just know a little bit more of why you're a supporter and how that came yeah Yeah. um so like I said I, I think I might have said in the beginning uh I'm one of six kids uh-huh. And one of those six kids was uh, I had a sister. Um, she was a sister on my dad's side, uh-huh. but she was she was handicapped, Down syndrome. 
she was sick. She was sick. Um, and she's not here no more. You know, she passed in 2020 during the pandemic, you know, May of 2020, like literally two months in. So, I mean, people that love people in the pandemic know what that was about. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so my sister holds a very, very, very special place in my heart because as a kid, um, I always, I grew up around my brothers, I guess. So, I'll, yeah, I'll just segue into it. I grew up around my brothers. Um, people might be like, well, you had a picture. Well, she ain't come in to the picture until much at a much later time. Mm-hmm. Um, people can might, you know, whatever, put two and two together, but she didn't come in. And before meeting her, like I always wanted a sister. Yeah. Um, but you know, like talk to mom about that and just be a that kid, like mommy, I want a sister, and like well, that was done. Like I like no more kids. Sorry, it's just not right. happening. So, right. Uh, you know, but when I found out, I was just like, whoa. I didn't care that she was like already born. She was older than me. Like I didn't give a damn. I had a sister. Yeah. Um and but but she but yeah, like but she was sick, you know, handicapped, she couldn't walk or couldn't talk and lived her life either in a bed or a wheelchair. Um and as a kid who always wanted a sister, like it's like I grew like to her hip, like, like immediately, you know what I mean? And, and I just, I, I just was with her every day, you know, to the point where I learned how to take care of her. I learned how to, cause she, like I said, she like, you know, like she was just required a lot of care. She, she had home health nurses and um, had, you know, a lot of medications and a special diet. And like, I just became a part of that, that, um, that, that routine of knowing what needed to be done because I felt like if someone wasn't around and something needed to be done, I wanted to be able to handle that. Yeah. Uh, so I just, people be like, whoa, why'd you, I just took on that responsibility. I didn't care that I was only, what was that, uh, 12 or 13 at the time. Yeah. Like, I didn't care. I took that responsibility on and I was like, I'm gonna do this. Um, and so we just, we grew up together at that, from that point on, grew up together. You know what I mean? And I was with her every day. Uh, aside, like, what was, the age a, difference? what was the age difference between y'all? So she was three years older than me. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, y'all were still pretty close in age though. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a kid, like, uh, like as a 12 year old, a 13 year old, uh, even though she was older, like I didn't look at her that way because because since she was sick and all that, she was smaller. You know what I mean? And I was always the younger, bigger brother. Like that was just who it was because I was bigger than her. You know, everybody was, but yeah. it didn't take away from from who she was. And so, yeah, three year age difference. And then so we just grew up and. You know, I took care of her and going into high school, got just it just as the years went, as the days and years went on, that relationship just got so much stronger. And then what made it even better is that she started like, like before she came into the picture, like her care wasn't the greatest. Um, and when she came into the picture, she like I'm not saying I'm not the, I'm not taking credit for this, but I saw it. She had more atten- attention on it. She yeah. had me, of course, but she just had more attention. Like my mom, my mom, mom came in, better nurses, and like through the next five or six years, you just saw this like complete three sixty progression. Like yeah. she went from like oh, she looks really sick to like well she's sick but she's healthy. Yeah. Put some weight on. You know, I mean, her hair was growing and all this other things. And seeing that, seeing her go through school, she did graduate high school. Wow. She knows how to turn pages in a book. Like yeah. she knew she knew how to communicate. And yeah. me growing into an, a young adult at the time was just like taking all that in. And I was like, man, yeah, I should never have nothing to complain about in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you hear about it all the time. People, you might got it bad, but there's someone out there that's got it worse, bad, worse than you, you know? And she just gave me a certain, um, she gave me a certain, uh, I don't know, she, like I look at life differently, Yeah. you know? And 
So the long-winded story about like what, how the National Down Syndrome Society had, had come into play is since she had Down Syndrome, like that was the, of everything that she had wrong, that was just the main thing. Like that was the biggest main problem she had. You yeah. know, it's it just Down syndrome is just like that. And, or it can be like that. Like there's a lot of Down syndrome um, individuals out here that are capable of just living, like, you know, walk and all these other things. And I think it's amazing. Um, and I, that's actually, I mean, people can't see it, but this tattoo right here is the Lucky Few tattoo. And it has to deal with or do with anyone who has Down syndrome, like they're considered the lucky few because they're so smart, they're so intelligent. Yeah. Like just, they're confident. Um, So since she had that and I uh, grew so close to her, when she passed away in 2020, it it crushed me. Like, absolutely crushed me because First of all, when she was born, the doctor said she wouldn't live past 15. She was 31 when she passed. So she twice doubled that shit. You know what I mean? And credit that to the care she got, but also credit that to her, to her mind. Like she just wouldn't go down without a fight. And finally it just caught up with her. And I was like, yo, what can I do to, to honor her? you know, to carry on a legacy of someone that taught me so much about myself. Yeah. yeah. And I knew she would want me to to keep going and yeah. to, to continue to help people maybe like her. Um, Cause like, um, I, I try to do so much to help other people. Like, let me focus on a community or, or, or uh, a groups that, that that's different. You know, and so when she passed um, and I finally was able to get past it and and come back to, like, be myself again, um, I said, all right, let me find an organization I can work with. Yeah. National Down Syndrome Society, NDSS is, is like, why not, right? And so I started just reaching out and just started tagging them and things and the, 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 the job I had for like a few months before I started this whole content creation thing, um, I partnered with uh, with my job to raise money for the National Down Syndrome Society. So we ran a raffle for uh, Samsung Galaxy um, Watch and Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. And all the proceeds for that raffle went to the Down Syndrome Society. And like, even though it was sponsored by the company I was working for, like I was the one that came up with the idea. So like, they just let me run it. And yeah. it was just like me, I set up the page for it and that's just what we did. But then I left the company and I was like, well, shit, what can I do now? Like, yeah. I need to figure out how to do this. And of course the TikTok thing happened and social media and I'll have all these eyes on me. And so last year, uh, 2021, um, partnered with them again and raised money for also uh and the ronald mcdonald house because a lot of her that's another organization we don't have to get into it crazy but when she was sick like the ronald mcdonald house for those that don't know like they offer that care and that shelter for for kids that are in need and families that need assistance when they're when their family is sick so she had a lot of time with the ronald mcdonald house back in new york where she lived at Mm-hmm. So like, they're another one that like they're on the radar list for me too to to to, to develop that relationship even further. So now it's not just going to be NDSS; it's going to be them too. Um, but that's just how that all worked out. And so for me, the platform I have, and it is something that I need to talk about more. Uh, it's just been like it's just such a it's just such a. Uh, uh, how do I describe it? Like, it's just a, such an emotional topic for me that it's still tough to like, it's still not real to me that she's gone. Like, I'll just, I'm just going to say that. Um, yeah. Even though it's been two plus years at this point, it's just that, that bond that was there, like just could never be, could never be replaced no matter who it is. Yeah. So it's still just such a touchy topic for me, um, but it doesn't stop me from doing the basics. 
but it will be talked about more. Um, that's why the NDSS is, NDSS is so important to me because of her. And if I can help someone that is just like her, whether yeah. they're five years old or 40 years old, it gives me a, a, a sense of comfort, like, like almost like she's still here almost. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to, to just give back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like speechless right now. I'm trying not to cry. You're getting me emotional over here. Um, but it's incredible. That's incredible. And I also want to say, give yourself some grace because the grieving is not a linear process at all. Anybody that's lost somebody close to them, like, you know, it's, it's difficult. You have, you have your days where you feel like you can conquer anything. And then you have them days where it feels like it was just here, you know, it doesn't matter if it was a year ago, 20 years ago, like, you know, you got to give yourself that grace to be sad sometimes, but also like, you're doing it like I I see you posting this stuff I see you making a difference I see you making those changes in people's lives and like she sees that like she's so proud of you I know she is and like knowing that you are just like touching so many lives is incredible and I'm like I feel kind of bad that I like brought up this topic because now I feel like you're emotional and I got you in a vulnerable situation but I'm like happy that people got to see you in this light too like you know, like it's, 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 it's not, I'm not mad at it. And at the end of the day, like everybody that, you know, like the, the, the millions of people that watch me and the thousands of people that, that follow me or whatever, like, like they, they know, like, like maybe like what, you know, a little bit about it, but they don't know like the realness of it. And like, it's dope that you asked me because now it's out there and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that. Um, and he does see me, you know, like uh, my tattoo. I, I mean, literally, I got two tattoos. But this whole the part of this, this is the family sleeve. Like the re- this whole arm is just dedicated to family and shit. And the tattoo, one of the t- tattoos, which I got before she passed, actually both of them, um, was is a pic- is the beach with the palm tree because her happiest place was when she was at the beach. Like anytime she was at the beach, that's when she was her happiest. She smiled, she loved, she just she ate her food. Like she just was it was a vibe. Like that's what she loved. So I got the tap, the, the beach tap, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, the, uh, the lucky few tap, but every night, and then above that tattoo is a tattoo from my grandmother who passed. And every night before I go to bed, I kiss that, that shit good night. Like literally, you know what I'm saying? Like I literally do this the whole night. It's a, it's a, I've done it for ever since. And I'll do it until the day I die. Yeah. You know I mean, I love you, grandma. I miss you, Jennifer, like literally every night. Cause I know they're with me. I know they're watching me. Um, but yeah, you said give myself grace. I mean, it it was just tough, you know, it was tough. The reason why it was so tough, I'll say this, the reason why it was so tough for me, tougher than it probably would have been, would have been, was the two or three months leading up to her passing, she was sick, Mm -hmm. um, like in and out the hospital sick. Yeah. And it was different than past like it just was like something's going what the hell something's going yeah. on and like I had never <laughs> I had never had this conversation with my parents before mm. but they said that they they laid that statement out of you may want to see her we're not saying anything but you may want to see her you know just just to because yeah. And they say, and I'll say that out just to give people perspective, like she was four hours from me, like back in New York, still where I came from. So okay. I'm back in Jersey. That's a four hour. So that's not like she was 10 minutes away. So when they said you might want to see her, that's why. Um, but here's why it was so tough. So I, I think I got around to it like a couple weeks after that conversation. Yeah. Um, and I remember having a FaceTime call with my dad while she was in the hospital. And I'll never forget but it was a FaceTime and I said all right I'm coming up next Thursday Wednesday night go to bed normal um my son my phone goes on DND at midnight Mm -hmm. um I didn't know that there was a feature until after this that if someone calls you more than one time it comes through I had no idea Best believe now, after I say this, you'll understand why I changed it. Now it's mom, dad, everybody that needs to call me if they need this. Everybody has that turned on for them. 
I wake up uh, at six o'clock. I get up earlier now, but at that that time I was getting up at six a.m. to fucking forty missed calls, thirty to forty-five for fifty text messages, Facebook messages, the whole nine yard from fucking eleven or uh, from twelve oh three or twelve oh four. So I missed it by that much. And you bet it, you you guessed it, what all of those calls and texts were for. Yeah. And that's why it crushed me so hard because I didn't get there in time. Yeah. And even still, they'll be like, yo, she wouldn't want you to feel like that. Don't worry. Like she went in peace. You know what I'm saying? She, if she wanted to, she would have held on. And I like, and I get that now, but in the moment, you got to understand like what I felt because I was literally getting up to get on the road at 6 a.m. to make that drive and go see her, which I still did. Obviously, parents needed me. So when I got there, she was already gone. But like, I mean, gone like out the house. But that's why it crushed me so hard. Yeah. Because I missed it by that much. Yeah. You know? And I'll never, it's like, I, I'll never forgive myself. Yeah. Yeah. So now people know the realness behind it. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you for feeling like safe enough to share that and open enough to share that. Like you didn't have to share that here. You didn't have to go into detail, but I, I'm thankful you did. I wasn't, uh, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, Lauren, I wasn't going to, I yeah. wasn't going to only, there's only a few select people close to me that know that much about the situation. Yeah. Um, but it all, it all goes into why, like, to do like do so much for for that side of it you know and people see me like you said they see me on the, the platforms they see they they might they see what they see a 10 or 15 second video um but like i'm human you know what i mean i'm a real person and i have emotions just like every other human on earth and i feel like as much as i didn't need to say this like this will let them know that I'm that I'm human, yeah. you know, because people just don't think you're human, you know. Like when you have, and my, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it hundred. My platform is big, but it ain't even that big. Like there's creators out here, and there's a people, there's people out here that I'm trying to be like that are so much bigger than me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But they said everybody, like, but they're human. Like we're all human, you know what I mean? And you might see like that. <laughs> that happy smile I put on or that funny video and like, yeah, I did that. And nine times out of 10, that's true. Like I'm not faking it, but don't get it twisted. We all have our days. We all have those moments where we think back to shit like that, that we may have went through or that we just recently went through that is still on the brain, you know? So I'm happy I shared it. Like I, I feel good about it. I feel good about that. Well, I'm happy you did too. And I, I feel it in my spirit that it's going to touch somebody that somebody needed to hear it. Uh, like you, we know we, we don't go through nothing alone. Experiences are shared. It may not be the exact same story or the exact same experience, but you know, you sharing your story and uh, the things you've gone through, it impacts people for sure. So I'm happy you did. And we know where to support now. We know where to throw our support at that foundation. That's you will see, you'll see it. This, this, uh, this, this, You'll see, you'll see some things. It's coming up. The seasons is, is the seasons is coming up, man. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I mean, look, I, people that know me, I, I don't share it. I don't share things. I hold every, I hold things in. Like, oh, you know, coming around me, you can't do that. Therapist, I hold, <laughs> we gonna talk about some things. Yo, now. I'm gonna keep it a G. That might be why it came out. Like, just because, like. Whether you like what I didn't, I, honestly, I don't think I forget about you or think about you. At, like, I don't think about you as a therapist, or I forgot the fact that you do that. So, like, I'm that's not why I did it. So, you did or said some shit that made me feel comfortable without me even knowing that I did that. So, it's your fault, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay with it. Okay, I, I guess I'm just good at my job then. That was just clarification. Hey, Thank you. Hey, see, she's good at her job. If you need to talk to somebody, you gotta just hit up Lauren, man. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, nah, it's uh, it's, it's all good. I want to impact somebody, you know. Crazy as that is, like I'm sure of all the million people on this earth, people, someone else has went through that. Yeah. Know? So there's someone again. I'm not alone. 
<laughs> not alone. <laughs> Henny, before we hop off, is there anything else you want the people to know? Anything, any other gems you want to leave us with? Anything else you want to tell the people? Man, there's so much, but I well, could keep we'll have you back on for another episode too. Don't worry. I keep it. Oh, for real? I mean, <laughs> shit, I love to. I love to, man. I mean, other than, listen, other than tapping along, tapping in with me and following along, because like, there's just, you know, with me, with this industry I'm in, like, there's a lot of shit that I'm, that I'll be doing or might be working on and no one will know about, you mm. know, and that's not me trying to hide it or not just, just not want to tell people. That's just because that's this business. That's what happens. Like if yeah. I'm filming something, you ain't going to know about it till it drops, you know, but I say that to say like tap in and follow it, you know, just, just tap in and stay tuned because there will be things coming up yeah. that y'all can enjoy. Y'all will enjoy. Y'all will love. And I want y'all to know I'm working and I'm doing it for y'all. I'm not doing this for me. I've always said, as long as I'm able to take care of everyone else, I'll be taken care of. Yeah. Like it comes full circle. Like I'm good, but they come first, you know, but I'm gonna keep it simple and say that what I always say to everybody before I hop off anything is spread joy, spread love, spread positivity. Cause that's the GVO way of life. And GVO is good vibes only. Hence why my thing is Henny GVO. I love Hennessy. And when and when this whole thing started a couple years ago, people was coming crazy for me. And my moderators was like, yo, this is a good vibe space. Like, if you ain't coming here with the good vibes, you got to get out. And my one of my moms told me, he's like, yo, we need to have we need to hashtag that shit. GVO. We need to we need to claim that right now. Yeah. And I was like, well, GVO has been around for a long time. He's like, no, but like. It's you though, like GBO, like that's just when people see you, they gonna think GBO, good vibes only. Yep. And so that's how Henny GBO was born because I love Hennessy. And back then there was every other video you could catch a bottle of Hennessy. Shit, you still catch a bottle of Hennessy. You still now. do. Right. Don't talk about like I got I, and I, all types of Henny, the white, the black, the brown. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so I ended all like spread joy, spread love, spread positivity because that's the GBO way of life, right? Like you gotta spread that shit every day. To at least one person, like I'm gonna tell you, when you get off this, when you get off this thing, I need you to send a text or make a five minute phone call to somebody, and tell them something random and positive. All right. Do it. Who it don't matter who it is. Look, say they say they posted something today. I see that. That looked nice. Or yo, it's been a week. How you feeling? Just tap in and spread some love. Because like people just heard from me, you never know. We could, like I could have just lost my sister last week and I'm just fronting for y'all. And that text that you send me, shit, I might be like, damn, yo, it just gets a load off. So spread that joy, spread that love, spread that positivity because the world needs it. So true. I love it. Penny, you are the best. Thank you so much. And we're going to be back for another episode. Okay. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. This was a blast. And I can't wait to be back. Awesome. Thank you, honey.